0: Hello everybody. What's up? What's up? Man, what God is good, man. I love the Bible. I've been receiving so much revelation, so much life-changing jewels, just so much blessings. Just messages that bless my soul from the Lord. Um, it's been it's been crazy. Like I if you've been following my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, you know that we're going through the book of First Corinthians verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and it has completely just, man, it has helped me to grow in faith, man, and that's what happens when you study the word, man, you continually grow in faith, and somebody just comment, watching from the Philippines, hello, uh, A-K-O-S-J-B-E-N, what's up, I see you have that username from, uh, from uh, Instagram, y'all follow her or him. I didn't see if it was a guy or girl, but yeah, guys, let's get to it. Man, I gotta stay on track. It's so hard for me to read messages, but man, hey guys, hey, it's really a lot of people commenting. Wow, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm gonna get to the point. Like this video today is called "Be Faithful in Little." Be faithful in little. And here goes some questions for you guys. Are you ready for this? I'm about to tear this up, man. This lesson about to be crazy because this is a season I'm going through. And here goes the question I got for you guys. God is faithful, God is faithful, but are you? God is faithful, but are you? You guys get that? And how do you expect God to give you more if you do not look after the little that He has already given you? I want you to remember that question. Okay, guys, I'm gonna come back to that in the video. Man, this lesson is so crazy. All right, I'm telling you that this is what I've been going through with God, guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and get to all my questions. Like, what's in your hand, right? What has God called you to do? And are you doing it? You remember that goes back to my first question. Originally, God is faithful, but are you faithful with the things that he has given to you? Are you doing things that he wants you to do? You guys see what I'm saying? So what does it mean to be faithful to God? I want you to be able, I'm going to answer this question throughout the video. How is God calling you to be faithful? I'm going to tell you how God's calling me to be faithful and what I need to do better. Cause this is a lesson for me. You know what I'm saying guys? Because if you're preaching, if you're teaching the Bible or trying to, guys, like here goes a fun fact. You want to be able to teach messages that are relevant, that really touch the souls of people? You want to know what you need to do? And you need to talk about things that that God is teaching you. Because this faith walk is all about growing in faith. This faith walk is all about maturing and becoming more like Christ. And all of us need to do it. And the preacher ain't above doing that. The preacher needs to know. It <laughs> needs to got some work to do as well everybody got some work to do. You guys see what I'm saying? So if you want to be able to teach effectively, talk If you don't know what to preach and you, don't, you feel like you don't have no messages to say, just talk about the things that God is teaching you to do in your life. And this is what he's teaching me to do. So the title of today's lesson is be faithful and little again, but here goes some more questions, guys. What has he entrusted to you just like uh, with the parable of the talents? And are you hiding any gifts, any spiritual gifts, any blessings that he wants you to show to the world, and you to edify the church. You guys get that? So this is powerful, man. You see where we're going at? Like, are you holding back from his church, from the church, from your local church? Are you pouring in everything you got? I'm gonna come back to that in another video. I'm not gonna touch that right now. I'm just gonna touch it a little bit when when it comes to being faithful, right? So guys, for me, it's a major shift going on in my life, and it's really humbling. That's the thing. You can't do what God wants you to do if you're not humble because God's going to call you to do some things you really don't want to do that you see, it feels like it's beneath you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to feel like um, it's dumb to do. You see, you don't see the point. And I'm going to give you an example. So for me, uh, long story short, uh, I don't really have a local church home per se, really, but actually I do. Like That's what I've been going through when I've been going through the book of First Corinthians chapter 12. So if you want to Uh, learn anything about 1 Corinthians chapter 10, check that out on my YouTube channel, upload past crossroads, but let's keep on going, guys. Like, what I've been learning through 1 Corinthians 12 is, is that there's a body of Christ, right? And the body of Christ is the church. And all of us have a function in that body. Just like your right thumb doesn't do the same thing as your left thumb, really. Just like your right hand, most people's right hand is stronger than their left hand. They don't do the same things, Right? and then you have two eyes. They some my, eye, my left eye is awful, but my right eye is pretty good. By the way, I still need glasses. I still can't see out of both of them, but one does a better job than the other, right? So everything in your body has a function. Your hand can't see for you, but your eye can. Both of your eyes, some people, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, your mouth, it does something different than the ear. So we can't say that the ear shouldn't be uh, should should be like the mouth or the mouth should be like the ears, like they function the way that God wanted it to function. You guys see what I'm saying? So guys, like in saying all that, man, are you functioning in the way that God wants you to function? And are you pouring in and sharing your gift to the church that God wants you to give to the church? So in saying that, guys, like, man, a major shift that's going on in my life is like, God is telling me that I need to use my gift to grow the church. All right. So I want you to remember that throughout the video, but what big things are you waiting for God to do in your life? Right. What big things do you want him to do? Right. You guys see where I'm going at. And so one big thing I've always wanted him to do. I knew since I was 17, I got saved on Saturday, September 4, 2010. I knew that God wanted me to preach. Like that's when I figured out my spiritual gift. I'll talk about on another video, how I figured out my spiritual gift. You want to Know about that? but my testimonies playlist on past crossroads. But let's keep on going. So um, that's my YouTube channel, by the way. But what was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what big things? What big things are wait? Are you waiting for God to do in your life? So my thing is preaching. Obviously, like I've been teaching the Bible on social media for a while now, for a long time, almost it feels like. Like I've been preaching, and I'm not even a preacher, but people think I'm a preacher. You know what I'm saying? They hear me talk. They see the gift of teaching, prophecy, uh these spiritual gifts that talks about it in uh first Corinthians 12 again. Uh word of wisdom, word of knowledge, see all the spiritual gifts, like they can see it with me, right? But you know, so it's confusing to it's confusing people when I say I'm not a pastor. Like, what are you kidding me? Like, wow, like, but anyways, that's beside the point. So now I'm trying to get my ministerial license and the way that I have to get it is really humbling. Like I always thought like I was so great at preaching, so so great of a teacher that Pastor Stephen Furtick or or uh, I'm not gonna say Joel's Oldstein, but John, Dr. John MacArthur, you know, just a big pastor, a big name pastor will reach out to me and be like, "Hey man, I love your messages. So can you can you talk? You know, I want to mentor you. You know, uh, a good another one, Craig Groeschel for Life Church in Henderson. Well, he's in Oklahoma. Uh, but yeah, life church, you know, just, you know, what I'm trying to say guys, like I thought big pastors would pick me up and be like, Hey man, we see a gift in you." But I just thought I would be in a different situation than I am right now. So it's humbling that I have to go to my dad and go to my, his church. Cause I really don't like his church. I cannot stand his church. You know, I don't see any hope in that church. You know, like the people who are there, they don't have a fire for the Lord. They don't have, you know, the word of God, like they really don't, they really don't want to know it. You know what I'm saying? That's my pet peeve. Like when I'm around people who don't care to know the Bible, but you're here for Sunday school or you're here for church. Right. And then like we're coming to praise the Lord on Sunday, but the choir messes up songs. Like they didn't really practice the song. So like they, they, they not even try it in the songs either. Like they try to sing an energetic song and they be clapping, but they're not even really clapping or worshiping. You know, they barely Doing it, then I putting everything they got into praising the Lord, and into worshiping the Lord, into into spiritual matters, into into just feeling God's presence. You know what I'm saying? Then giving it to other people, like that's my pet peeve. You guys see what I'm saying? But God's calling me to, you know, go to that local church, serve there. Like God wants me to use my spiritual gifts there, right? So it's humbling. Like if I love the Lord, wouldn't I do that? And that's the thing, guys. Sometimes God's gonna call you to do something that you really don't want to do, so you need to do it anyway. So will you do it? That proves if you love Him. You guys see what I'm saying? That goes to the book of Jonah. Jonah had to do the same thing. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He tried to get out of it, right? You remember? But did he end up going? That's the whole point. Did he go? It doesn't matter, like, all the in-between. He may have struggled with it, but he still ended up going. So do you love the Lord so much to go the first time he says something and not beat around a bush and go through all those struggles and problems? So be faithful with little. That's the title of today's lesson. Now, I'm I'm building it up, guys. You see where I'm going? I'm building it up. Like, I I like to build up so what little slash small things has god been asking you to do that you refuse to do because you feel as if the task is beneath you and it isn't your deal uh, it isn't your ideal task that you want to do <clears throat> you guys see where I'm going at and then what little small things is god asking you to do that you do not see anything good coming from it and it will demand too much from you and you feel like the demand will lead in no harvest at all like you guys see what I'm saying like this is where I'm at right now in my Christian walk. Like <laughs> God is telling me to to, to preach, at, like just train at a church that I really, I, I I'm not gonna learn from. You guys see what I'm saying? Like I feel like I'm not gonna learn from. But you never know. God is telling me to go somewhere and do something. He had his plan is better than mine. You guys see what I'm saying? His will. Yeah. would you rather be in God's will than your own? Which one's a, the safer place? Right. So, guys, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I haven't even gone anywhere yet, guys. I'm just trying to, like, paint the picture for you guys right now. So uh, what has God called you to do that you feel as if you are too good to do? Right. And what people have God told you to serve who you feel like you're better than, who you think are beneath you and who you feel who you feel uh, will be wasting your time serving because you do not they do not care as much as you. You guys see what I'm saying? That's that's where I'm at. So I'm wondering, is anybody else like that at all? So, uh, man, like, maybe I'll tear this up, guys. We're about to tear this up. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to share my screen. I'm sharing my screen on uh, my other social media pages. I can't share it on Instagram because Instagram has in their policies, you're not allowed to share third party screens. So I'm sorry. But if you want to see my screen and what I'm showing, go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So type it in, Upload Past Crossroads. I'm talking to my Instagram page, Trouble Don't Last, and my other Instagram page, my underscore, daily underscore Bible. Hello, people. I see you guys commenting. I'm going to read your comments before I go anywhere, so just give me a second. My Tumblr, Trouble Don't Last number one. Y'all make sure to follow all these, by the way. And my TikTok, my, I haven't done anything on TikTok yet. Uh, my Snap and my Twitter are also Trouble Don't Last. I'm live on there. I'm live on Twitter. I'm live on LinkedIn, my Sean Christopher Jenkins. I'm live on Facebook, Sean Christopher Jenkins. And... My podcasts upload past crossroads as well on my every podcast platform. So I had to get that out of the way. So these are my social media pages that I'm sharing right now. And let me see what all you guys are saying. Yeah, yeah. She said, uh, let me see, Alexandria A. Ortiz with one, two, three, four Zs. Y'all follow her? follow her. She said, I better end up doing what God called me to do before I end up in the belly of the fish. That's what I'm going to talk about, all right? Just like with the parable of the talents, like with the parable of the talents, if I hide my talent, which is what I'm doing, if I don't do what God called me to do, and serve in the church, because the church needs it, right? That's why the church is failing right now, because people are refusing to serve there, but they want to serve everywhere else. And they serve everywhere else because they can make money and make a profit from it, but they're not going to make that from the church, right? So they don't have faith in what God can do through the church, you know? It could be from a money aspect. It could be from you know, again, feeling like people are beneath you. But we'll get to all that, right? So this is what I'm building it up, guys. I know you guys see it. But yeah, guys, I want to show you um, some quotes I've been I'm about to post for you guys on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. So this is my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last. Y'all follow it. Um Am I there's a show I'm live right now? That'd be like, cool. We can see it. Yeah, we can see it too. Yeah, y'all follow me on Twitter. Um Trouble Don't Last right here. And so one quote I posted one quote that I'm gonna be talking about. One quote. And I'm gonna try to see if I can find it. Yeah, it's right here. The quote is oh, it's a few. All right, yeah, so it's these quotes. So if you go to my Twitter page, my last four tweets are all just quotes and in the Bible verse. So one of the quotes is uh He that is faithful. And that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Right? So that's Luke 16, verse 10. Then that goes back to the question I asked earlier. How do you expect God to give you more if you do not look after the little that he has already given you? And guys, here goes another quote I want to give to you guys. If you cannot do... you. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. One championship quote uh, coach says, and I quote him all the time. His name is Chuck Noll, no, and he coached the Pittsburgh Steelers in the '70s when they were known as the Steel Curtain. It was the most gruesome defensive line ever, in or well, defensive line and defense ever, like in the NFL, probably in NFL history. One of the greatest defenses ever. And Chuck Noll was the most winning coach in history until Bill Belichick just broke the record because of Tom Brady. But, anyways, that's beside the point. The Steelers did have the most Super Bowls until the Patriots recently. So, I just want that's how impressive the Steelers were. Most of their Super Bowls were from the 70s. But, anyways, Chuck Noll said once upon a time champions are not made by doing extraordinary things, but by doing ordinary things better than everybody else. Right? So, as Christians, like people want to do grand and great things for God. But are you willing to do the little things? So, like, with this quote that you just saw right here, I got so many other quotes for you guys. Like, we're about to tear this up. Let me just go through the quotes that you're going to be seeing on my Instagram page, Uh, it, Trouble Don't Last. And on my other Instagram page, my underscore, David underscore Bible, on my Facebook, Sean for Jenkins, Twitter, Trouble Don't Last, you name it. Like, here, I'm going to spoil it, man. So, the title of today's lesson, again, is called Be, be Faithful and Little. Or be faithful with little. I can't remember what it was, but you guys get it. So um, here goes another quote for you guys: When you're faithful with what's in your hands, God will give you what's in your heart. So, guys, I told you before that I want to be a pastor, right? That, I think that's obvious with the way I talk, with the my social media pages. I turn my social media pages in, into something that glorifies God. My social media pages aren't about me. My social media pages are pointing people to Jesus. You know, and that's something I always was trying to figure out what to do with my social media page. People always ask, how do you get your social media page the way that you did? I got it the way that I did because I love the Lord. Like, I don't, you know, what am I going to do? Post about my family? Like, yes, I'll do that. but I barely do that. What am I going to do? Take a picture of myself? Like, I don't even like the way I look. I'm, I'm getting used to the way I look now. I'm starting to appreciate it, especially the older I get. And I look back on what I look like when I was young. I was like, dang, I'm pretty attractive. So I think every year i will going to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even if you hate what you look like right now, You need to enjoy it because when you get older, you're going to wish you looked like that and wish you would have appreciated yourself. Anyways, let's keep on going. So, um, dang, that that was beside the point. When you're faithful with what's in your hand, God will give you what's in your heart. So, guys, are you faithful with what God has placed in your hand to do? If you're not faithful with what he placed in your hand to do, why would he give you more? You know, and so I told you I want to preach. Right. So if I don't go to that local church that God's calling me to serve at. And give that, that body of Christ what it needs. What does that say about me? Like, am I gonna magically just go to a, a mega church and serve there? What, what's gonna happen? You know, that, yeah, I would. But then what, what will happen when, the, when it gets hard, when the grind gets hard, when people get awful and start being ugly and they're so called Christians? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how will I get through that if I wasn't faithful with little? Like, that's just one example. If you're not faithful with little, how can you be faithful with much if you're not if you're not doing what you're supposed to do with the little with the much? You know, you see guys see what I'm saying? Like God is preparing us. Now I'm gonna just keep on reading quotes so I can really paint the picture. So um, yeah, let me read that quote again. When you're faithful with what's in your hand, God will give you what's in your heart. And one of the Bible verses that are my favorite is delight your, thyself also in the Lord, and He will give thee the desires of your heart. So guys, when you're doing what God's calling you to do. When you commit your ways to, to when you commit yourself to His ways, when you do exactly what God has called you to do, boy, you know how hard that is to do. It's not easy. Like people think being Christians easy. Like being Christians holding the Bible and just being all holy, going to church, just sitting down in a pew, and then trying to reach people for Christ, and you don't even know Christ yourself. Like no, guys. Like, it's way more than that. It's way deeper than that. God's going to call you to do things you don't want to do. He's going to call you to places you don't want to go. Will you go? Will you do it? That's how you grow in faith. So, man, when you delight thou self also in the Lord and commit your ways to him, oh, my gosh, he will give you the desires of your heart. And what are the desi- desires of your heart? So I want I want you to know this. Like, a lot of people misinterpret that. Like, I want to be a millionaire. He's going to make me a millionaire. If he ain't called you to be a millionaire, you will not be a millionaire. I don't care how hard you try to work for it. If your will isn't lined up with God's will, don't, who's going to win? You or God? Can you, is your arms big enough to box against God? No. So guys, like that's something I want to paint a picture with. I'm about to post this on my Instagram page as well. So I'm still sharing my screen. Right, I'm showing my Twitter page, Trouble Don't it's one of the quotes that I recently posted on December 2nd, 2021 at 5.56 PM was this. If it's God's will, it will happen. But you want to know what happened if it isn't God's will? It won't happen, guys. It won't happen. Not as a child of God. I'm sorry. Like As a child of God, guys, our standards higher than just regular people who aren't a child of God. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. As a child of God, it's just different for us. We don't just get to plan stuff and stuff happens. It won't happen. It won't come to fruition unless God wants it to come to. It comes to fruition. Why? Because he loves us so much. And he's trying to reach people for him through your life. You, your life's not your own. You were bought with a price. You know, you're called to serve God. And you know what? I'm going to just throw out some scripture verses for you. Because this is one scripture verse I should have uh on YouTube already, but I haven't done it. So I'm going to just spoil it because I know I'll do it eventually. It's First, uh 6, verse 13. This is one of my favorite verses in First Corinthians, man. Like, it touches my soul so much. It says, meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both of them. Right? Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So, guys, man, just like your belly was meant to have food in it and food was meant to go in your belly. Oh, my gosh. You see how powerful it is? Like, God literally, literally knitted your stomach to receive food and for food to be able to take your stomach. Like, you guys think that is so beautiful, guys. And just like that, God will destroy both of them. Your body's not going to last forever. It's going to die. Your, your soul will last forever. Your body will not. You're, we're going to receive a new body in heaven. I don't know how that's going to work, so don't ask me. i um, don't. There's just some things you'll never know as a Christian until you get to heaven. So don't. I'm not. I'm not going to waste time arguing with nobody with that. So I'm not. I don't understand spiritual matters. I don't have to. Like until I get there, I just need to have faith in Jesus. That's it. So like uh, meat for the belly, and the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both of them. Now the body is not for fornication. Before the Lord, see your body wasn't meant for sin. People want to sin and do things outside of God's will, but your body wasn't meant for that. That's why when you do cocaine, when you do drugs, you look awful. You look like crap. You look like what you went through—hell. Like <laughs> you guys see what I'm saying? So because of that, you—it shows that you're disobeying, guy. You look like what you went through. So if you don't want to look like hell and look, and you don't want to go through hell. Stay away from anything that's fornicating. And that is so powerful. Cause it's deeper than just fornication. Like it just means like you're doing something outside of God's will. Just think about it like that. Like bigger picture. There's a lot of sin to do in the world. So doing anything sinful is that being outside of God's will, trying to create something you want to create, trying to do something you want to do, because you're trying to rush things and obtain possessions or attain love, attain something your way instead of God's way. Like God's there's a waiting period for a reason. So, all right, because waiting period is preparation for the thing that God, the promised land that God wants you to enter into. You guys get what I'm saying. So now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Guys, You're, I already said it. You're, you were meant to serve the Lord. You weren't meant to serve anything else. So if it's God's will, it will happen, right? And another quote I have for you guys, if your will is the will of God, you will have your will, right? So if you commit your ways to the Lord, obviously he's gonna change your heart. Obviously he's gonna mend your heart. Obviously your priorities and your goals will change. So in saying that, if your priorities and goals change, your will will be aligned with his. When the more you study his word, the more you're gonna see truth for life. And not just truth for life, (laughs) the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. He will direct you in the way that you should go. His revelation will come upon you and guide you through this darkness, through this world. You get, you guys, know what I'm saying? To this world. This is a dark world, and you need light. And the only light that's in the world is Jesus. Jesus is light. The word of God is light. light his, allow his word to direct you through the darkness. So, guys, you see what I'm saying? Like, this is so powerful, guys. Like, when you're faithful with what's in your hands God will give you what's in your heart let me just keep on reading do you know that God will not add real blessings to you until he sees that you are effectively managing that which you currently have God does not advance growth in the absence of good stewardship how far you go tomorrow depends on how well you handle the day guys we serve a good and we we say that God's faithful but let's really articulate that what does it mean? to say that God is faithful, right? You guys see what I'm saying? What does it mean to say that God is faithful? It means that God knows what he's doing, and he knows what he's doing better than you do. It means that he's not going to give you more than what you can bear, right? And not only that, he ain't going to give you something that you're not going to keep, not you're not ready for, that's going to overtake you, right? So if He promised you something, but all you're going to do is squander it. All you're going to do is ruin it. All you're going to do is commit suicide because it's too much to bear, too much to take. Why the heck would he give it to you? Like, some people want to get married in their 12. You kidding me? Like, (laughs) I mean, I remember I I wanted to be married when I was in college. Like, I cried myself to sleep every night. The older I get, the harder it got to be single, guys. And I wish I could just date somebody and rush things, but I couldn't, because I knew they weren't my wife, and I was so bold, I would say, you're not my wife, and now I reap the harvest, like, I got the baddest girl I ever met, like, not just the baddest girl, guys, I got my wife right now, I'm not lonely no more, I ain't been lonely since, uh, 2019, New Year's, when I, when I took my prize, and took what was my my poop tank, so I came back for her, so y'all hear my story on Upload Past Crossroads sometimes, I but yeah, guys, you got to see what I'm saying. Like, we're always trying to rush things and try to do things our way. But, you know, God does not advance growth. He ain't going to advance you. He ain't going to progress you to the next level until you're being a good steward with where he placed you at now. Right, guys? So if you want to make it to that next level, me, for me, is preaching. Why would he give me a church? if I'm not humble enough to go to the pastors, which is my dad at his local church home myself to do what he wants me to do here, to grow in faith, and not just that, to serve in the way that God wants me to serve, and not hoard my spiritual gifts, because I feel like I'm too good for the church, you guys see what I'm saying, so what is that for you, like, what do you feel like, what's God calling you to do, to be faithful to, that you're refusing to do, because you feel like it's beneath you, you guys see what I'm saying, so that's the video today, like, be faithful in the little, let's hit you with another quote, Uh, let me share my screen again, on my other YouTube I mean, social media pages, uh, Trouble Don't Lash, Twitter, Sean Christopher Jenkins, Facebook and LinkedIn. Let's keep on going. You have to be faithful in little before you are entrusted with much. Let's hit some Bible verses with that, guys. So one Bible verse is, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. So that's Luke 16, 10. I already read that one, but let me hit you with another one. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Guys, <laughs> that's the parable of the talents. You guys remember the master, which is Jesus, God, in the parable that Jesus told whoever he was talking to, the crowd, the disciples? He said that the master gave three servants different talents according to what they could handle. Hmm, that's powerful according to what they can handle. You know that God gave you a life and he gave all your resources, all your problems, all your everything in your life, your occupation, your family. He gave everything that you needed that was knitted and crafted specifically for you because you can handle it. But sometimes you can't handle certain things and you have to rely on God, especially as a believer. That's just the way life goes. You can't do this life without God. You guys see what I'm saying? So guys, If you're depending on God and being faithful and obedient to and trying to just utilize every talent and and just squeeze everything you can from every single talent and you don't hide anything. Boy, that's being faithful with little because this everything is just a little thing. You know what I'm saying? But it all adds up and it can become big things. You know, champions are not being are not. Champions from doing extraordinary things, or champions by doing ordinary things better than everybody else. Everybody wants to do an extravagant thing from uh, everybody wants to do an extravagant thing for God. Everybody wants to do big and major miracles and just use things for God. But it starts with the little things. If you do the little things right, if you do the little things, and you're and you're faithful with just the little tasks that God has given you to do, it adds up to big things. And not only that, if you're faithful in doing exactly what God called you to do with that with that little task, he's going to give you more. And that's what happened with those servants, man. One servant got five talents according to what he could handle, and the master gave him five more because he, he squeezed out everything he could from every single talent. He utilized every single talent. He was faithful with every single talent because he knew that he wanted to please the master. Do you want to please the master? Do you want to please the Lord? What does that take, guys? It takes everything you got takes everything you got. So, guys, man, if you're faithful with what God's giving you, he's going to give you even more. The guy already had five talents, and God gave him more. You guys hear me? And then there was another servant who got three talents or two, and <laughs> he ended up getting two more, three more, because he was faithful with what God has given him. And then there was the last servant who had one talent, only one. You know what he did with that one talent? He hid it. Because he said, he made an excuse to the master when he came back. He said, he asked all the servants what y'all did and everything. And he rewarded them according to what they did. But this one servant had one talent. And you know what he did? He hid it. And because he hid it, the master was not pleased. He said, why did you waste what I've given you? Guys, are you wasting what God has given you? And he only had one. The other servants had more than him. And you know what happened with him? Long story short, God took that one talent from him. Just that one. Took the one. The only thing he had, because he wasn't faithful with it. And like that girl said, a comment. Thank you so much for commenting. Uh, Y'all follow her. Uh, Alexandria A. Ortiz with four Zs. DM me. If you want me to do a video, you want to do a video, guys, DM me. All right? We need to talk, because I like what you're saying. She said, if my husband don't react the way you do for your wife, I don't want him. Yeah, we need to do a video on that. I, I got I got you. I'm coming for 1 Corinthians 13. So uh like I was saying, guys, you guys get what I'm trying to say. So whoever isn't faithful with little, it will be taken away from him. And not only that, you're gonna burn in hell. Like for a believer, you're saved, so you're not saved by works, you're saved by what Jesus did for you. Like, I literally put all my faith in Jesus, He his work on the cross in his life was he paid the ransom of all things that I, all the sins I've done. So I'm going to, no matter what I do, I'm going to be struggling with sin because that's what we inherited from Adam and everything like that. So, in saying that guys like work's not going to save me, but as a believer, you gotta, you gotta do works to show how much you love the father. You have to be faithful with what he's giving you. Because if you love them, wouldn't you do that? If you cared about them, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you give them everything you got? Wouldn't you save as many souls as possible? Well, not you can't save souls, but wouldn't you try to reach as many people for Christ as possible? Because Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And when something's the best thing that's ever happened to you, when something's the best you ever experienced, you don't keep that to yourself. You share it with the world. All right, guys? And that's what we're called to do as believers. Share it with the world. So you guys see what I'm saying, man? Like, Man, as believers, I know you guys see the picture. As believers, we can't hold back what God has given us. I'm gonna do another video on that. It's gonna be called "Hoarding Your Gifts," and it's a, it's going with the series I've been doing on why go to church, right? And it all ties in with First Corinthians 12. But let's stay on topic today, all right? I need to keep on going. Let's read some more quotes. So, I'm sharing my screen again, guys. Uh, if you're faithful with little, God will bless you with more, right? If you do the little things right, big things will come like that big thing you're waiting for. You know, commit your ways unto the Lord and he give you the desires of your heart. You know, that big thing you want to happen with your life. Like, I know I'm called to preach, I've been doing it behind closed doors. I've just now started to do it in public. I've been saved since Saturday, September 4th, 2010. Do the math, that's a long time, and it's just adding up now. Like, the other week, more time goes by. The older that they get and the more it sounds like I'm saying 1905 to some people. And like, man, you're an old fart, like, because I'm just getting older. So since I was 17 years old, Saturday, September 14th, And I have know guys called me to preach, man. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I want you to know, because my YouTube channel, like, I want you to see the growth and see what God has done in my life as time goes by and what he's doing because I'm being faithful with what he's, he's giving me. I just want you guys to see how God worked through me. Cause it's like what Paul says in his word, Paul said that, you know, do what I do. Right. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He's, he was that bold to say, like God's working in my life, God's using me. Some people ain't going to believe me. Some people going to doubt me, but just watch and you'll see the fruit. I'm willing to say the same thing. I love the Lord. I'm doing whatever he's called me to do. I'm going to continue to do whatever he called me to do for the rest of my life because Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And that's all I can do, right? Because he deserves even more than that. And this is all I can do, right? So I'm doing as best as I can. So y'all just follow me, follow my social media pages, follow me as I serve the Lord and let's grow in faith together. Let's do this thing together because we're going to get to the big things if we're faithful with the little things, amen? So if you're faithful with the little, God will give you more right? You want more? You want more responsibilities? You want to go to that next level, that promised land, whatever your promised land is? You got to put in the work. You got to be a partaker. You're a coworker with God. God ain't going to just bless you, right? You ain't ready for it. You got to meet the requirements. Just like with college, even with college, even with school, even the earthly setting, there's prerequisites to certain things. Even with a job, a career, there's prerequisites, right? There's a job requirement. You have to meet the requirements. You think it's different with God? Like, oh my gosh, Christians are so funny. Like so-called Christians in today's time period. They think God's just going to do it. God's just going to do it. He's just going to bless me. I'm just going to sit here in the pew until he blesses me. I'm going to wait and just shout until he blesses me. Guys, you got to walk by faith. There's a walk. You got to move. You got to get going. It takes action. You got to put in the work. Guys, you ain't saved by works, but you have to put it in the work. Works back up your faith. You know, you got to pre practice what you preach. You got to practice it. You got to put it in the practice. That's faith, right? Show me a person who doesn't just have works, but has works, and I'll show you a person with faith. <laughs> You guys see what I'm saying? It's, I'm trying to say what James said in the book of James, but I need to read it in order to go there. But let's keep on going, guys. Like, I gotta stay on, on top. Of There's so much to say with the Bible. like Everything ties in like crazy, especially the more you study it and learn it. But a little thing is a little thing, but faithfulness in the little things is a great thing. I said that earlier in the video, but here goes the main stuff I want to hit you guys with. There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but Few of us are willing to do the little things. All right, I need to say that again. There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but few of us are willing to do the little things. And if you aspire to do great things, begin with the little things. Guys, man, that thing you want to do, man, God needs you to do the little things first. Just obey. Do those first things that he asks you to do. Obey those first things that he asked you to do. Don't act like you're better than anybody. Don't act like it's beneath the task is beneath you. I understand how that feels. Just, just do it. Just obey the Lord, and watch him, just trickle it down and make it into a big thing. Which is the next quote I want to hit you guys with. You know, don't sidestep seemingly small opportunities because you're waiting for a big break. The big breaks are usually in the small breaks. Give your current opportunities your best shot. So guys, man, you, that you gotta have faith, right? You gotta, you can't look at stuff physically, because God looks at stuff in the heart. He looks at the heart. He doesn't look at stuff physically. So how do you think He looks at, you know, those tasks and those those little minor things in your life that you skim over? You think it's a minor thing. You think it's a little thing, and there's no break there. There's no breakthrough there. There's no hope there. There's no big break there. It is. It's there. You have to put in the work, though. You have to do your part. You guys see what I'm saying? And this is the last quote I want to hit you guys with. Do you know that God will add real blessings to you? I don't know. Do you know that God will not add real blessings to you until he sees that you can effectively manage that which you currently have? God does not advance growth in the absence of good stewardship. How far you go tomorrow depends on how well you handle the day. All right. I already said that quote, but guys, you you see what I'm saying, man. This is the video. Like this, this is what guys, this is what I'm going through in my life right now. Like, like I said at the very beginning of the video, there's something that God's calling me to do, which is go ahead and go into ministry, but do it at a small church, do it in the AME church. I cannot stand the AME church, guys. I I don't like the AME church. The AME church is the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Matter of fact, I hate denominations. Like, I just can't stand how there's different denominations. Everybody's segregated and separate. It's my pet peeve, right? Like, I can't I can't stand how we're not a body of Christ. Like, just imagine if the whole entire church, all Christians just came together on this earth, how powerful we'll be. Like, we'll be a full-fledged unit changing the whole world. Like, but that's heaven. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's heaven on earth and that's not gonna happen until Jesus comes back. But I can't wait for that day, guys. So yeah, like just to end the video, I'm gonna go ahead and end it. But do you know that God, oh dang, how many times I'm gonna say that quote here goes a question. Why do you expect God to put more on you than you're willing to work for? And I saw a quote a long time ago. It says that um don't pray for something you aren't willing to work for. Like don't pray it was something like that. Don't pray for something you aren't willing to work for. Like there's so much stuff that we want God to do for our lives, but are you willing to to do what it takes to get it? You know, to do your part, you have to do your part. God isn't just going to give it to you, right? You you have to. He, if He's going to entrust you with something, you have to be faithful with it, and that means you have to be able to put it back up what you said you wanted with action, right? So you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and hit you guys with it because I want you guys to really see this picture like in the bible it says like we're co-workers with god all the time it says that we're partakers with god and this is so crazy like co-workers what does that mean all right i want you guys to comment what is a co-worker in the comment section or whatever social media platform you're looking at i'm gonna try to look at uh the comment section and see if you guys uh, we feed off each other but you know uh what is a co-worker what is a partaker like And 1 Corinthians 3 hits on it. Like it hits the nail on the head. And it's 1 Corinthians 3, let's go verse 9 through 12. For we are laborers together with God. Let me stop there. We are laborers together with God. We are co-workers with God. We're working with God. All of us have to work. There's a lot of farmers. There's a lot of workers for the Lord. You're not the only one. You You ain't all that in bag of chips. All of us need Jesus to survive calm down and humble yourself, right, right? So we're all laborers with God, with God. God does his part, so you need to do yours. So why are you expecting blessings if God is doing his part, but you're not doing yours? God, And that's something I want to say at the very beginning of the video. God can only take you as far as you allow him to, right? God will only go as far as you, you obey him, you desire him, you yearn for him, and you partake with him. You have to do the work, guys. Like, you guys see what I'm saying? Like, I really want to hit you guys with some other quotes, bro. Like, let me look for it, man. Like, th- there's a lot of quotes I have. Like, I love quotes, first of all. Let me just say that while I look for this. Like, um, there's a guy in college named Duval Young, man. He's always quote stuff to me, like, just quotes. Like, the best quotes he's been seeing, man. And when he quoted it, guys, like, they always touched my heart. Like the way that he loved quotes, it just like, it affected me. And I was like, man, like I want to know quotes like him. Like, I mean, he would just hit you with a quote, like every single day, he'll he'll memorize a quote and hit you with it. And like, I was like, man, I want to be able to have a conversation with people and do the same thing. So like uh, for my social media pages, if you look at my captions on all my posts, I make, I, which is the reading of every single photo. If you don't know what a caption is, I always read, uh different quote I always put in quotes and Bible verses in my captions or whatever the post is talking about or anything like that. But yeah, prayer won't prayer won't work unless you do, unless you do your part. Right. So so many people pray for things, pray for blessings, but like, are you doing your part? You know you guys see what I'm saying. So man, I should have been more prepared. But yeah, I think you guys get what I'm saying, man. So I'm just keep on going. I'm not gonna belabor that point anymore. But um, yeah, let's talk about this scripture verse. So, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. So, you're probably wondering what a husbandry is, right? So, a husbandry is uh, the cultivation or production of plants and animals, right? So, we are God's unit. We are God's cultivation. We are God's agriculture. You know, uh, you guys see what I'm saying. His harvest, his fruit his agriculture, all right? So that's so beautiful. That's what we are, right? And God, there's a harvest. There's a harvest. Like Jesus even said that the harvest is great, but the workers are few. <laughs> oh my god I, I, I wasn't even anticipating that. That was just God. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. I did a video on that. Y'all gotta watch that. Like I did a video. Please go to my YouTube channel. Upload past crossroads. Go to my YouTube channel. Upload past crossroads. I'm gonna look this video up for you, all right? I did a video uh, that talked about, you know, the workers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. And it had to have been this video. It had to have been like, give God glory while you still have time. So John 9-4, right there. Go to that on my YouTube channel, please. Like, for real. Like, that video was crazy. But like I was trying to say, guys, like... There's so much work to be done for the Lord. There's so many people to reach for Christ. There's so many people who need Jesus. That's it. That's it, guys. Like all your life, you were meant for the Lord, right? You were created for the Lord. You just like belly, your belly was made for food and food for the belly. You were made to serve God. You were made for the Lord. And the Lord was, the Lord is for you, right? So we're called to do things his way. And so. The harvest is plentiful, man. There's so much work to do for the Lord, but are you doing it? The workers are few. Are you doing your part? You want to know why the church is so jacked up and screwed up? and Nobody wants to go there, and some people think the church is stupid and pathetic and awful. Like, if you don't think that you – go to so go to another church. Go to that hole-in-the-wall church in the side of the corner that's really small. They got four members. Those churches exist, guys. Like, and I, that's my pet peeve, man. Like, if we go to football games and just – basketball games ah ah but then we go to church and people fall asleep in the pew. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like why are people doing that? Cuz not everybody is doing their part in the body of Christ. Not everybody is putting in the work. So how are we going to reach the world if we can't even reach ourselves? If we if we, can't, if we don't even care or have a passion for the Lord or for what he called us to do or just for spiritual matters or for the harvest, you know what I'm saying? Or for your part in the harvest that God's called you to do in your gifting like, what is your spiritual gift? And are you doing your part? You guys see what I'm saying, guys? So, man, we're co-workers, man. You are God's husbandry, his cultivation. You are God's building. You know how many times Paul says that, that you're the temple of the Lord? You were bought with a price of your life's not your own. That's First Corinthians 7 and First Corinthians 6. Guys, like, man, like, you are God's building. You are God's temple. We're about to read that. So, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, He's only a wise master builder, builder, why? We'll get to it. I have laid the foundation and another build upon it. You know, again, Paul says like, do what I do. Follow me as I follow Christ, right? Why? Because Paul's following Jesus. He's about to say that. And because he's following Jesus, Jesus is the perfect layman. He didn't lay out everything perfectly. He did everything perfectly. So we just do things like he did. Then we're laying a solid foundation. Then that's going to lead to gold, silver, and precious stones. When we, when we pass away, that's the rewards we're going to receive. We're not going to receive wood, hay, and stubble. We're not going to receive the fire. We're not going to receive um, hell. You guys see what I'm saying? We're going to receive rewards. There's a different judgment for believers than for unbelievers. Just long story short, I'll do another video on it. That's too much information for now. And the judgment is you're already bound for the promised land, but now God's going to judge you and reward you according to the works that you did right? You'll still make it to heaven if you did no works on earth. <laughs> but the, as a believer, what says that you love the Lord more? If you just got into heaven just to get in or you got in and you put in the work, you guys see what I'm saying? You show God that you love him, you know, on this earth, even though you didn't have to, right? Well, you have to, but you guys see what I'm saying, right? So let's just keep on reading. I have laid the foundation, Paul says, and another build upon it. So people are copying Paul and doing what he did but they're taking credit for their own works. You know how prideful people are because, you know, it just happens. When you're doing the Lord's work, you get a big head sometimes. When you're really doing what God called you to do and you're in your gift and in your purpose, you just, guys using you so much. So you can get the big head, but you need to humble yourself. We all do, right? So, but let every man take heed how he builds upon their upon, right? So take heed what you're building. Take heed what you're doing for the Lord. Take heed how you're serving God on this earth. Because your intentions, your motives is powerful. It matters a lot. If you don't have the right intentions and right motives, wood, hay, and stubble is what you're creating. Like Matthew 6 1 through 8 says, uh, Jesus said, um, uh, he, He was getting on to the Pharisees and everything, and to the crowd he was talking to, saying that, you know, the Pharisees do everything. You know, they cast out demons, they heal the sick, they, uh, do all things just to get applause, but that, that's not what the Pharisees were doing, right? They couldn't do miracles and stuff like that. So let's let's forget that. The the Pharisees were uh praying in public just to be seen, they were uh giving to the poor just to be seen, they were doing all these spiritual things that are considered holy and righteous in front of people just to make themselves feel better. And Jesus said, That's your reward you know, you're looking for a reward from God, but you're getting a reward from man, so that's your reward. You're not going to get a reward for God. You want a reward from God? Pray in private. Serve him in private. Feed that person in the poor in private. Do things in private. And what isn't seen behind closed doors is seen by God. And what do you think your reward's going to be when you do something like that? That's Matthew 6, 1 through 8. I did a Sunday school lesson on that two years ago, 2019, something like that. But Go ahead and laugh at how young I look and talk and everything. So that's a throwback. but Yeah, guys. Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 3. Um, For the other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Right? So you can try to build things and do things the way you want to do in this life. Like we talked about. Your will can't outdo God's will. It can't outbeat God's will. Uh, like the scripture verse says, uh there's a way that looks pleasing to man. There's a way that seems right to man, but it's ways end in destruction. Just like the parable Jesus told with the uh, wise builder, like you can build on sand. You're building on sand when you do things your way. And that's stupid. You're building a house on sand, on sand, guys. On sand, it's not a solid foundation. Jesus said, and how you build is what's going to happen to you. It's going to affect you in the long run. So you need to build the right way correctly. Guys, in this life, you don't... Oh boy, in this life, man, you need to build correctly, man. You need to build your life, Deal My hope on things eternal. Hold, guys, I'm changing here. No, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, guys, you need to make be wise with what you're building. You need to be a wise master builder. And Jesus already have the has the blueprint for how to build this life. And if you don't build it the right way, your works will fade. What you do for the Lord will fade. Your life will be in vain. Everything you do. Won't matter. Do you want that? Like, that is awful to be alive for 90, 80, 70, 50, however long you're going to be alive for. That's awful to just live your life that long and for nothing you did for the Lord to matter. Like, do you want Jesus to say on your judgment day? You know, when you say, it's Jesus said, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do you not, did you not hear my prayer? Did you not see me heal the sick? Did you not see me sing in a choir and sing hymns? And did you not? see me prophesying, reach many people for Christ, and Jesus is going to say to them, depart from me, for I do not know you. Do you really know the Lord? Like, guys, intentions matter. Like, why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you serving the Lord? Guys, man, the Bible's so powerful. You got to see what I'm saying, man. Let's keep on reading. Like, I need to hurry up and end this before my phones die. So that's through do verse 12. Let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Know ye not that ye are the temple of that? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And if any man defile the temple of God, he shall be destroyed by God. Guys, it just goes back to the same thing we've been saying. Like, you have to be faithful in the little things. You have to be make sure that what you're doing for the Lord is really what He wants you to do. It's not something that you're just doing, right? You gotta make sure you're building your life on solid rock, on a solid foundation, on that good soil. That's another parable. On the good soil. (laughs) read the word i can't just break down everything so otherwise you're defiling the temple of god you're defiling your body you're defiling your life and god will destroy you that leads to destruction guys there's consequences to sin guys we gotta be careful man like we really gotta make sure everything that we're doing for the lord is good and pleasing unto his sight you guys see what i'm saying so man uh for the temple of god is holy which temple ye are all right, so guys, when it comes to co-workers, God has I, if you read first Corinthians three verse nine again, uh I'm just share my screen. Let's hurry up and just get to the good stuff. All right. So I'm gonna pull up first Corinthians three verse nine. And I like going to Bible Hub to look at the different Bible versions, just so you get a good understanding of what this verse is saying. So uh, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9, it says, for we are laborers together with God. You guys get that? Let me get my highlighter out, my screen brush on my screen. So we are, we are laborers and fellow workers. Oh no, we are God's fellow workers, for we are laborers together with God. We are God's fellow workers. We are both God's workers. All right, this is my favorite one. We are co-workers in God's service, right? So we're all working with God. God does, and let me read King James again. We are laborers together with God. That's my favorite part, right? So we're working together with God, all of us. So God has his part, you have yours. So are you doing your part, guys? Like, hands down. That's all I'm trying to convey with that. So I already said that earlier. Just want to reiterate that. Uh, let's make. I want to make sure I got everything. And here goes another question I got for you guys with verse 10. Honestly, truth be told, be real, all right? So what does your life say about your faithfulness to God? This whole video is about be faithful in the little things with God. So, again, what does your life say about how faithful you are to God? Are you faithful with the Lord? This is the whole entire video, guys. And then, so uh, for me, I told you at the very beginning of the video, I need to serve more in the church. So God, right now in this season of my life, is calling me to serve more give more, pour in more into the local church. I mean, I want to do it because I see no hope for that church. I feel that it'll abuse me and use me and then they don't really care. And then they lollygag. And so I'm the only one working. Then like the real problem at that church is when one person does all the work, they expect them to do everything. So they put way too much load on that one person. And it really should be that one person doing all that, all that work. And that's how it is at the church. I'm going to be serving it. So it's just really frustrating, guys. Like, But that's the whole point as a Christian. We do things out of love, out of love. Like, What is your intentions? Jesus did that for us. He gave everything he had, even though we didn't give anything. He died for sinners. Well, he should have died for the righteous, right? For the good people, but that's nobody, right? So what are you called to do? You called to just serve perfect people, a perfect church that has it all together? And that's how some people do. Some people the little churches that need the most help and the most work. And they go to big mega churches who already have everything laid out for you. Everything already perfect. They got a nurse, they got the perfect choir. They got the, a motivational preacher that's relevant and can hit you with the most motivational messages to fire you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they got coffee shop, you know, drinking coffee and services, but you got, you go to a local church, they only got four members that do nothing and go nowhere like barely have money to pay the light bill or any bill for that sake, and the the church is pl- plummeting, but nobody wants to serve there. Is that God's love? You guys see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, like one thing I've been learning in this season of my life, especially just studying the Book of First Corinthians 12, go to my playlist on YouTube. Is don't be bougie, don't be bougie, don't act like things are beneath you. You can't afford to be like that as a Christian, especially with the other believers. Like God cares how you treat other believers. God cares how you treat. People in the body of Christ, so you're called to serve them. A lot, man. Like give everything to church. You're the body of Christ. You got to function in the way God wants you to function. So yeah, quit acting like you're good for the church. And then something else I want to ask you guys is: Do you do things out of love, or do you do do things for yourself? So doing things selfishly for your own ambitions and your own goals, man, that's messed up. That's the way the world lives. Unbelievers live. As a believer. Boy, your life is sacrificial, just like Jesus was. Your life is all—it's a message saying, "I'm going to deny myself and serve the Lord, serve the church." Right? So, man, are you serving others and not yourself? Like, this is so powerful, man. Are you looking for? Are you looking out for the for the good of others and not yourself? So, here goes my main point: Uh, without doing things God's way. You won't experience all of Him as you could possibly experience. Like everybody wants to see a grand act of God. Everybody wants to really see God move and work in their lives and see Him in major ways, grand, grand ways, man. They even want to be a part of big ministries. You think that's going to happen if you don't do the little things? Are you kidding me? If you're not faithful with the little things, if you're not faithful with the people who you feel like are beneath you, that again, First Corinthians 12. We've been talking about that. Go to my series on my YouTube channel. Upload Pastor crossroads title. Why I go to church? I cover that. I'm not gonna explain that anymore. Just that's I got YouTube videos for that. My latest YouTube videos, watch those. Um, and so uh, yeah, you know, the the way God wants to build, you know, so the foundation He's trying to lay is done by having His love and doing things out of love, right? You can't lay that foundation by being bougie and doing things selfishly. So you wanna know why? you don't see grand moves, of, not just seeing grand moves of God or great moves of God or just really experiencing God, but like you want to know why you're not getting anywhere and really reaching souls for Christ and really touching lives like that is because you're doing things selfishly. You don't have the right foundation. So guys, we got to, we got to do better. We got to do better as a church body, as believers and come together and serve the Lord. You know what? This video is officially going the why I go to church. Uh, <laughs> I gotta put this on the "Why Go to church playlist now Because it just ties in too much So, yeah, guys, so Yeah, do you see yourself better at, Better than you should see yourself Like Yeah, man, you should really love others more Than you love yourself, guys Like, that's what Jesus did, so that's what we're called to do So, if he did that, what do you think he, you should do for the church? Like, Christ died for the church So, what are you supposed to do? So, yeah, guys, so Here goes uh, the last few questions, but yeah, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna, I'm about to end it. So I'm gonna read First Corinthians nine, verse nine through eleven, and then verse thirteen, because like this ties in too much. So First Corinthians uh, nine, verse eleven says, "If we sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap you your carnal things?" Like the whole point Paul's trying to convey in First First Corinthians nine is that uh, uh, the Corinthians they were talking about how preachers get paid. So all they saw were these false preachers and false teachers in Corinth abusing their power and like really taking all the money they could from the church. So like they were becoming like rich, just like these mega pastors are doing in America, right? And around the world, like they just care about the money and like it's causing other Christians to stumble. And Paul was saying like, you know, if I wanted to get money from the church, I could like, because you know, you you don't muzzle an ox when it's trying to eat, when it's treading the ground. That's verse nine in First Corinthians nine. By the way. by the way, God cares how you treat animals, right? So let the ox eat, right? It's been toiling for you all day. Now let it eat. Like that is really cruel, animal cruelty, right? To so just not let an animal eat when they've been doing all the work for you all day, every day, and you just like, no, you can't eat. We are work. Like when it's trying to eat something, let it eat let it drink water now if you do that with an animal what the heck should you do with a child of god who's do, all he does is pouring everything they got to the everything he has or she has into the church trying to reach his mean people for christ don't they need to get paid for their labor that's obvious like that's all they do guys that's all they do right don't they deserve to get a harvest right reap something carnal like because it's the world how you gonna how are you gonna live without money Like that's a scripture verse. You can't live without money. Like you you gotta have money here, right? To to function, to live. I hate that it's like that. I wish money didn't exist, but that's the way the world works. You need money to live. You can't pay the bills with no money. You can't eat without money. You have to work. So if a preacher's working and that's all they do, they need some type of money. That's up to them not to abuse it, right? So, you know what is it? You know, uh, verse eleven again. If we have sown unto you spiritual things. Is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? So same thing, be faithful in the little things. That's the whole point of today's video, right? So guys, when you're sowing spiritual things and you're doing the little things, guys, <laughs> is it a great thing for God to give you a grand and major thing if you're doing the little things? Like that's not a great thing. Like He He will do it if you're faithful with what He's doing. It's you know I told you guys I'm exp- I want to preach. I want to reach as many people for Christ. If I, I'm being honest with you, I want to be like Billy Graham. I want to be great. For the Lord, I'm John Edwards, like in my generation, in my time, I want to be the baddest ever. I want to be the Paul of our generation. I want to be like Jesus. Like I'm called to be like Jesus, right? I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to die like him. <laughs> but you guys see what I'm saying? I just want to. Re- I don't. I don't care about money, thing, all that. I just want to really touch the world in generations, like bazillion, bazillion pieces, people pass my lifetime and, re- and and reach so many people for Christ. Even in my death, even after a thousand years, people still come to Christ when they hear about my testimony, my story. Why? Because Jesus speaks to them in each and every single category, each single area of my life, throughout my life. You see, guys, see what I'm saying? Man, I've been talking forever. I need to hear any of this. All right. So, guys, uh, verse 12 of chapter nine. If others be partakers of this over you, are not we rather Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things lest we should hinder the gospel. Right? Oh, I wasn't supposed to read verse 12. I was supposed to read 9 through 11. Dang it. First Corinthians 9 through 11. For it is written the law of Moses Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of an ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care of the oxen? I already explained that. Verse 10. Or said he, For our sakes, for our sakes. No doubt. This is written. So he was answering a question like <laughs> thou shalt not muzzle the uh, mouth of an ox that treads ground. Like you should take care of an animal, right? So you need to take care of a human being, especially one of God's children, especially a, pa- a pastor. Come on, man. So for our sakes, no doubt. That's what Paul was saying. This is written that he that plow should plow in hope and that he that thresheth. In hope, shall be a partaker of this hope. That is so powerful, guys. Like, I want to talk about being a partaker, right? So that goes to verse 11 again. We have sown unto you spiritual things, it is a great thing, and we shall reap your carnal things. So, guys, like, God is hope. God is our hope, right? Everything we're doing for the Lord, it brings us hope, it brings us revelation, it brings us motivation through life. So, in saying that, guys, Like if we're, if a pastor, if that's what he's preaching. And then he's giving you hope. He's giving you Jesus. He's giving you God, which is everything, right? God is enough. If you don't have anything else in life. God is enough. God will get you through life. He will get you through everything. So when saying that, guys, if God is enough and he is your hope and somebody's giving that to you, shouldn't they get a reward, right? So guys, like, partaker i want to focus on that word it's a person who consumes or indulges in something a person who joins in activity or action so we're partakers of hope hope is god guys just like love is god hate is god like if all that comes from god it comes from the lord it's all attributes that come from him it's a part of him you guys see what i'm saying so i'm saying that if we're being partakers of the lord man like um to be a partaker of the lord you have to be faithful in the little things. You got to be faithful with where he's called you to do. You got to do things for him to partake in that hope, to partake in him. You guys see what I'm saying? So partake in him, partake in what he's doing, partake in his plan. You're plowing in hope. So this is a plow. It's a harvest, guys. It's a field. We're God's husbandry. tree. We're his agriculture. We're, we're all that, right? So we're his workers, right? You guys see what I'm saying? So we're called to partake in that promise, a partake in that. There's a lot of scripture verses when it comes to partaking. Like I know it talks about it again with, with communion in 1 Corinthians 11, because uh, we're partaking of the bread. So we're partaking of Christ's body. So we're partakers, like we take that. You know, we're taking it. We're joining in it, that activity and serving him and doing things for him. So if you're doing that for the Lord because you're part of the body of Christ, Right. You're part of the body of Christ, eating the bread of Christ, the body of Christ, right? So if in saying that, you should be faithful in all the places that God's called you to. So I'm paying a picture, guys, So, here goes the questions I got for you guys. So how much are you actually partaking in this hope in, in in God? Right? The hope is God, right? How much work are you actually doing for him? Right? Are you being faithful and utilizing all the talents, resources, tools, blessings he has given you? And are you or are you wasting a, a single talent? Spiritual gift, blessing, and are not putting to work and sharing uh, it with the body of Christ, with the church, right? With the world, guys. We're we're not called to serve ourselves in this life. We're called to serve others. Life's bigger than you. It's about expanding the kingdom, key, right? Man, so are you hoarding some of your spiritual gifts from the church? I'm gonna stop there because I got a video coming on why go to church and. Is titled hoarding spiritual well hoarding your gifts so that that leads to my next question but yeah guys this was the video be faithful and love thanks for tuning in for as long as you did like this took way longer than what it needed to but I had a lot to say with it so I pray you were blessed with it so if you were blessed with it man there's so many other videos on my YouTube channel and my podcast upload past crossroads so uh, yes go to my uh, YouTube channel podcast upload past crossroads on my every podcast platform. Uh, Thank you. Very good soul. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and you'll find even more videos. Go to my series, though, called Why Go to Church on my YouTube channel. Just search for it in my search bar on my YouTube YouTube channel, not on the YouTube uh, search bar. Go to my YouTube channel, click on the search bar, on upload past crossroads in that playlist of Why Go to Church. You'll find a lot more videos tying in with what we just talked about. And even more, I'll make sure to add cards on my uh, YouTube channel. It's actually that way. But, uh, yeah, my Facebook page and LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Befriend me on those, man. My Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Trouble Don't Last. Thank you for tuning in on Trouble Don't Last, by the way, on my Instagram page. Uh, my other Instagram page, I'm live as well. My underscore, David, underscore Bible. So, follow me on there. My Tumblr is Trouble Don't Last, number one. But, guys, if you got any video ideas, you got any questions, you guys want to do a lot together. Man, if you guys want to reach people for Christ the other, you want to leave a donation, you can you know this ministry, like just reach out to me, DM me, man. If you got any questions? And I, I love doing videos on questions people have. But yes, guys, if this video blessed you and you know it's gonna bless others, share my YouTube channel, share this video, just share, share, share everything, man. So and comment, comment what you think about this video. Uh not just right there, but actually on the video when I post it on my pages, and you see it on there after, afterwards when I end this live. So All right, guys. You guys have a good one. Uh, Happy holidays if I don't talk to you again, but I'm pretty sure I'll talk to you again. So you guys have a good one. All right.